Hey, welcome back to Season 3 of Pigeonal Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Focus Family Podcast. This is Chris and today's co-host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we're just a couple of goalies that have taken one too many pucks to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, think, read, and talk about hockey. So how goes life, Steve? That's going... All right, my friends, I'm still on quote-unquote holiday, but we'll see about that. Yeah, yeah, you say you're on holiday. You say <laughs> you're on holiday, but you're still working. We're we're taking a break from your holiday, in quotations, to record uh, an hour worth of podcasts. Um, you you actually need to have a holiday, bro. Yeah, I'll eventually get there when I'm dead or retired. Um, but <laughs> hockey is my break, and yes, so I'm waiting for that reality to settle on in, and we are just a few short weeks away from oh, yeah. puck drop. Excited. Seriously, very excited. And uh, if you listeners recall, we just uh, recently had an episode where we discussed the West of the NHL, and now we're going to discuss Eastern Conferences of the Metropolitan and the Atlantic. And uh, I think, you know what, Steve, let's just break into it. Like, let's start in the Metropolitan because both you and I have a vested interest in the Atlantic. <laughs> so let's just start off and with the one on. that. And, the... and, and Seabass, you're going to love my comments about the Atlantic today, buddy. I wish wish you could have joined us. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, Seabass. Uh, I'm sure if he wasn't too worried about becoming a father right now. <laughs> for the first time he would uh he would be a little bit more invested he's, he's got bigger fish to fry uh right now but we'll start in the metropolitan where only i have a vested interest with my with my washington capitals but um let's just break into the metropolitan do you want to kind of start with your predictions or you want me to kind of go with where i think it might go um i'll run with this one because i'll let you attack on the yeah go for it first so finishing off dead last the flyers devils at number seven Okay, so right out the gate, same thing, but flip them. I have the Flyers like ahead of the Devils, but they both suck. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, where I'm. I've got the Devils as young and exciting, and I got other notes for the Flyers, but we'll go over that after. So then I've got the okay. Islanders, Blue Jackets, same and same. So, but I've got my little highlight is the Blue Jackets and the Capitals. In my opinion, they're going to be jostling for that number four spot. Um, Disagree, but okay. Penguins at three, Rangers at two, and Hurricanes at one. I do not understand you and Sebastian with the Hurricanes. I don't get it. Okay, so <laughs> the Hurricanes for me make the playoffs. They do. Um, yeah. So me and you are on par with the Islanders, Flyers, and Devils. Let's forget about it. Those teams aren't going to be that good. I had the Blue Jackets uh, finishing fifth in the Metropolitan and the Penguins finishing fourth, but neither of them making the playoffs. Uh, I think the Metropolitan's not going to be as strong as the Atlantic this year. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes will finish third. The Capitals will finish second. And the Rangers will finish first. And those will be the three teams out of the Metropolitan that make it into the playoffs this year. The Rangers, Caps, and Canes. I don't understand the obsession with the Canes. I know it's three seasons in a row here. And I'm generally <laughs> proven wrong. But I don't understand the general obsession with the Carolina okay. Okay. I, I know so, they're going to make the playoffs. I have them ranked fifth overall in the East. But first, you have them first. Come on, man. Yeah. So, so, okay. So last year, the biggest thing that hurt them 
was goaltending, you know, losing Anderson late in the season killed them. And then again, guys, like I'm not, I love Auntie Ranta. Okay. I will say that when he played with the coyotes and I got to watch him for, you know, rose from the glass, one of the most athletic goaltenders I've ever seen. However, when you play like he plays that style, it, you're going to get groin and hip and hamstring injuries. You're just going to. And we saw that last year's playoffs, again, a collision and, and then, you know, down in the splits and he's hurt again. So for right. them, it's going to become goaltending. And, you know, a head coach, he motivates those guys every season, right? So Anderson's healthy. If they can get good secondary goaltending and take some pressure off Anderson to make sure he stays healthy from one of the third string goalies, because Ronta's a question mark, but losing D'Angelo and picking up a big bodied Brent Burns was huge. Um, I know he's already on the IR. Pacioretty um, had an injury. It's probably why he was given up for nothing, because when that was revealed afterwards, I was like, OK, come on. You know, I saw him struggle in Montreal with captaincy and he left, went to the Golden Knights. And I saw a better effort at a Pacioretty in a preseason game than I saw at him <laughs> in an entire Montreal career. So that's where that anger came from Pacioretty going like, you hit now? You hit? You knew you were allowed to body check for the Canadians, right, Max? But anyway, but he still he still can put a puck in the net. So you're throwing him onto that roster, right? So they added him on there as well. The Zingle coming back. Kasha, not a bad pickup. Stastny for that defensive play. I just see them as a really strong overall team. And again, it's going to be goaltending. Okay, so uh, Rangers at number two. Not a huge shock, right? Trocek coming on in for Strom. You know, hell of a pickup there, right? It's really going to be, can Halak fill the shoes of Georgiev, right? Can Halak yeah. come, come in once again and elevate his play? And that's the beauty of Halak. We've seen this. Hot, cold, hot, cold. And we're not just talking parts of the season. Either an How old is Halak at this point? I have to look him back up, but Yaroslav's still a huge fan of him. Is he in his 40s? <laughs> could be. I don't know. He's just been around forever. Forever. I remember I remember sitting in a bar and shouting at the TV with my wife when the Leafs and the Habs were playing for that two points to qualify in the playoffs and they didn't start Halak. It was just he yeah. brought them to that point because of an injury, right? So yeah, he's been around for a while, but that's Halak. Why I love the guy. Penguins, you know, one of your uh, detesting teams. Uh, healthy goaltending is their key. Adding Petrie to that point for them was huge because Petrie was a penguin killer when the last couple of playoffs, you know, coming in for big goals, pinching on in, getting away from that Montreal pressure, not having to worry about border issues with his wife and everything. That's going to be a big thing for him. Ryan Paling can probably find a good role there. So I got the penguins there at three. Now, Blue Jackets and Capitals. The reason behind this? Yeah. Goaltending for the Capitals, Kemper and Lindgren, right? Former Habs goalie, former Yotes yep, yep. and Avalanche goalie. If Kemper can find his steady form that he found with the Coyotes, which I think he will, Capitals, then they can have a strong push. But we'll see. That's a big key here because I'm banking on Kemper being healthy and pulling it. I think I think with the way the Capitals are structured, I think Kemper can do that. I think he can. Yeah, and I'm and not I, disagreeing, I think, yeah. but again, like the the Avalanche had a heck of a team and sometimes he was letting goals in the playoffs where it was just really a routine save. So we got to see, yeah. get his, get his confidence back. 
So the the first month of the season is kind of key for him, right? If if they're winning with him in that, I think they'll be fine. Is Goudreau enough to push over the pesky Blue Jackets? And that Blue Jackets are always that team that seemed to, you know, that like I'll rank them down further a, a lot of seasons, but they're like that blue collar team that just hangs out in there. They just keep working and getting it done. So is Goudreau enough? The spark, you know, along with Lion Aid now, right? Their power play could be phenomenal. We'll see if that was enough to push them over the edge. My question yeah. mark really is the Islanders, because look, two years ago, the Islanders were a powerhouse, right? Like, yeah, they yes. Looked, they looked <laughs> like they so How the mighty tough. have fallen. I know. So last year was just, okay, what happened to the team, right? So, again, goaltending is a key issue. Can they rebound? Can they find their form again? Or, or is the GM going to get fired for not doing enough? Romanoff is a good pickup on that blue line for the phys- physicality for the defensive zone, right? Right. The Islanders are, like, again, I, I'm sort of putting them in that mix. They, they they can get wins. they got a talented team. They just fell apart last year. Devils, young and exciting team. They're fun to watch. Like, there's yeah, one thing I agree with that. I agree with that. I don't think they're going to be that good, but they are a fun team to watch. They can score a bunch of goals, so they're that team that they're never technically out of it. It's If they can get really strong goaltending, they could surprise people. Now, you had them and the Flyers flipped, okay? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the Devils, seriously, and I don't think it's because, like, they'll be a fun team to watch. I think they'll be the worst team in the East this year. But that's not going to last long. This is a team that I think next year will just miss the playoffs. And the following year after that is going to be the team where everyone's got like, oh, crap. <laughs> They've come together. I think this is going to be a big restructuring, figuring out who they are year. That's going to come with some huge road bumps. So Let's I think I feel like the coach. Yeah. Let's talk about the coach, right? So they bring yeah. in Tortorella, who nobody loves him as a coach right nobody does but he gets results because he i thought him. everyone liked torts i thought he was basically known as the players coach oh no he, get out there and read some of the comments from ex-players it's not nice <laughs> especially blue jackets just, just go look right but he gets them to perform though right that's the whole yeah, thing yeah, yeah. but okay so i like them bringing in delorier right get that toughness back up again you know get all that toughness yeah back up again like get that yeah. going right so that was one big thing right is they needed that a bit they need d'angelo oh not d'angelo sorry that's that's the other problem no, they bring no. Who is, yeah that's a big problem i mean i'm not even surprised philly <laughs> like well, that's a philly it's sorry. a philly move right they in philly. order for them to be successful at all they've got to all come together and hart's got to be able to rebound if he doesn't rebound this year, he's going to be the traded. only reason that for I I put Philly above Jersey is because of Hart. That's it. Ser- seriously, that's it. Like he's going to be the only reason they're better than Jersey this year. Yeah, but so well we'll see because it's all about Hart. But then if your team's not performing in front of you, you lose the confidence as a goalie, right? Yeah, Hart may be one of these guys that ends up getting traded this year if they're not doing well to a team that needs a good goaltender right that needs somebody that you know they want to make a shift so you could see that possibly happening edmonton yeah you'd never there's lots of teams that could use that other goaltender right yeah even even take a look at the leafs we'll see how they do right and we'll get oh yeah 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 the leafs could too yeah yeah so that's the predictions out of the metropolitan um so we'll we'll do the playoff one afterwards so let's let's (laughs) hear you talk about the atlantic 
Oh, the Atlantic, the most boring division of all, because none of us have any vested interest in it. Uh, yeah, let's go with here. Like, I'm going to start off with that team out of Quebec that no one really cares about. I, I, I have them finishing last in the Atlantic. Then, of course, that tropical paradise of Michigan, uh, Detroit Red Wings will finish just above them. Boston's going to feel like continuously what it takes to lose. Uh, the NFL team's been doing it. Their NHL team's about to start. And then I have the Ottawa Senators finishing above them, as I think they will make a reintroduction to the NHL playoffs and followed by the Buffalo Sabres, another team that desperately, for the love of all that is, they need to make the playoffs this year. Otherwise, I personally don't know what I can even stomach. Then you have the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, depressingly where they are because they should be a lot higher, but they are the Maple Leafs after all. And then Florida, Florida really not only taking the Atlantic, but in my opinion, taking the East, number two and number one, Tampa Bay second and Florida number one. I think Florida is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Tampa Bay, nothing's really wrong with Tampa. They lost some pieces. They added some pieces. They're still the lightning. They still got, what, 80% of what makes them win, barring any significant injuries. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked by uh, anything Tampa or Florida pulls off this year. But that's kind of how where I see it right now in the Atlantic Division. What do you think? All right. So this one is all over the map for me on this one. Because I've got, okay. I've got four teams highlighted in the middle that can do anything. I don't have your bias for the Sabres because the Sabres, their biggest issue is going to be goaltending. It's not been addressed. So I got them dead last. Boo! Uh, no, I don't think that's going to happen at all. But yeah, okay, so, I, I understand. I, I, I understand your Quebec opinion, but continue. <laughs> well, it's goaltending, so you could take a look. If you really look at one of the worst tandems in the league, they're competing pretty heavy on that one. But that I disagree. Means- I really think Subban and Anderson and Comrie. And we got Ukopekalukunen if he can stay healthy. The Sabres are going to be searching for, the, like, not necessarily with Anderson, but they're going to be searching for the guy that can take the net. Comrie has the potential. Anderson has proven the potential. Subban has the potential. And Ukopekalukunen is definitely, if he can stay healthy, a massive threat. So I think the Sabres, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I think... You you look at a tandem, you're not seeing it, but you combine the four goalies that are truthfully going to be – and look at the Sabres history. If you really look at Sabres history, especially late 90s, early 2000s, we did this crap. We did this crap with rotating goalies to try to find the right guy, and it worked then. And I think the Sabres are going to try to make that work now. They're going to find the guy who is actually trying to – there's no guaranteed number one. There's no guaranteed number two. There's no guaranteed AHLer. These four goaltenders, and then you throw Levi into the mix. If he, you know, if he's just having a baller season in Northwestern and, and and comes to Buffalo when they really need him, you throw Devin Levi into the mix, man. Like, I'm sorry, I I don't I don't agree with your assessment of the Sabres goaltending like that. And I hope I sound really really smart at the end of the year. Yeah. I do. So, so <laughs> we'll if, if you could age, if you could de-age your goalie by ten years, I'd agree. He's no longer there. Subban, he's You're had enough kidding opportunities. Me. He's no longer there. What did he do last year with a team that sucked? He know, he was the one that gave him the confidence. Yeah, the confidence came from a coaching change. So we'll disagree there. As soon as uh, that no, happens, okay. no, I disagree. I, I, Granado's great, but that did not come from Granado. But go ahead. It yeah, came well, from a, a loss of a specific. 
and I will not say the player that makes millions of dollars to be a little Boston baby, but you know, go ahead. <laughs> well, that shifted in health. Tuck healthy came back. Tell Tuck being healthy. These are notes I made. Skinner and Thompson got to have big years again. Owen Powers got to have a so. big year. Yeah. Tuck yeah. is really key for his power forward thing. Labuski Future back captain, on defense. Yeah. But like I said, goaltending, I polar opposites there. My Canadians no. are next. So young and retooling. So I loved Martin St. Louis' approach. And again, like every fan base has idiot fans. Um, like my Habs fans last night after a you know, close game with the New Jersey Devils playing a lot of young guys. We lose two to one and they're already getting ready to write Slavkoski off. Now, these aren't the hardcore <laughs> people, but I'm like, these are these idiots that expect. He's the savior. He was drafted number one. In. He's 18 and 238 pounds. Hey, hey, and I will call them this morons. Just stop. Just stop. Let Martin St. Louis, let the system work. They're going to be a scary team in three to four years. That's that period. Let them do what they need to do. Carry Price is gone now. That's a huge thing to try to recover from, and that's our biggest issue. Defensive-wise, we've got young guys coming up on the defense. We've got a bunch of young, skilled players. Uh, Owen was looking just unbelievable, you know, and his and he's – I don't think – he could crack the roster this year, but I think it would be a mistake. Let him play in the Junior Hockey League for one more year. Let him, yeah. you know, let him do everything he can do, but so – Habs are, I think, are going to be seventh, but they're going to be peskier this year because last year was just injury riddled. Okay, three, four, five, and six are all up in the air for me. The, okay. the additions from the Ottawa Senators and the Red Wings this year, okay? Steve Eiserman's a freaking genius, and he's a mob boss because how he gets these deals done, I have no idea, right? Like, he'll make a trade. Okay, so he's got to have dirt on people. Oh, he does. Cause he just robs them. He just robs them. I'm like, how did you get that trade? So I know I'm sound excited because like, this is how to rebuild should really work. Right. The Coyotes yep. are almost there. So everybody that wants to crap on them, keep doing it because they've got nothing but cap space. Right. And a bunch of picks and a bunch of young talent. And this is what he did with this team. Right. He kept the core saying, just trust me, like the Larkin, just trust me. I'm getting there. Yep. Right. I'm pushing there. He comes in and he adds Andrew Kopp. Nice signing. Really good signing. David Perron, you got your leadership. You got your pain-in-the-butt player that can find the back of the net, right? Well frigging done on that one, right? Then they get the physical presence of Ben Sherratt, which is amazing because on the Habs, him and Weber together tortured people. Sherratt will step up into play, but Habs fans will look for those games. He played bad and crap all over him. Great signing there, getting Sherratt, you know, in that. And then let's just talk about Huso, right? Yeah. <laughs> just that was the goalie the Leafs should have targeted right there. Should have went all in on that guy. But now they've got a good tandem of goaltenders in net. So this is the team. It's all about gelling now, right? Can they put it all together now and, and work it on out? If they start winning really early in the season, they're going to make the playoffs. If they can hit that winning streak early on, they're going to make the playoffs. The first couple months are going to determine where they end up going. But they're going to steal points from other teams. This is the team that's going to be a big pain in the butt. Yeah. As well as the Ottawa Senators. Holy freaking. Oh, God. yeah. They're going to be. Yeah. Like, don't, okay. Um, Seabass in all Senators Nation. Uh, earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Dabrinkit, Giroux, right yeah. off the get-go, right? Oh, my God. They're going to be fun. They're going to be a fun team to watch, and I hate it. I hate how much this team's going to be fun. But to this watch. is another example, right? They, yeah. they they just dumped off a bunch of picks, right? Dumped off a, or not a picks, a dump, bunch of players. Just, just totally gutted it, right? And then they built it right on up, and they had a solid pesky core last year. The last couple of years, right? They were in it. They were always in games, pushing and challenging. And now those players are a year older. You added some, like, to bring it. Like, right away, when I asked Seabass about that, he's losing his mind. And I said, you got Claudie Gyrox on your team, too, right? Losing his mind. Tyler Mott was another solid pickup, right? Like, well done on there. You know, wonderful. Their defense was already pretty darn good. To begin with, you know, challenging and having like, you know, Shabbat's just Shabbat there now. Like, but then goaltending wise, that was their biggest sore spot, right? Now you've got Forsberg and Talbot, two big goalies sitting back in the crease. You've got Talbot, who's probably going to have that starting spot. And again, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder because of the, you know, the situation for the wild. So, the Senators, it's going to come down to goaltending. Can the goaltending really hold them in games, right? That's another big key. But their goalies can play solid and steady, and their their offense can, you know, really gel. Jeez. Because if Batherson comes up and plays well right, you know, right out of the gate again, and Stutzla and, and Kachuk, and if Watson has another, you know, has a big year, then my goodness, they're going to be that team that's pushing. And they're going to be pushing, in my opinion, the Bruins and the Lightning. Bruins... Hats off to Bergeron. Team-friendly deal. Went back in there, right? Hats off. Class act of a player. Their thing was goaltending last year. They didn't have the goaltending to push them over the edge. So let's see if one of these guys can really compete and bring their game up to get that number one position, right? Um, Yeah. So for them, it's their their big three that really determines everything for them. So if Marchand, Pasternak, and Bergeron can have good years and they get secondary scoring for the rest – and goaltending, they're going to be, you know, still making the playoffs, in my opinion. The Lightning, everybody knows about the Lightning, right? So if they stay healthy, they're always in it. Braden Point, the last couple of seasons, has been injured. They're not quite the same team without Point. That's a big one. They lost Palat. They lost McDonough. McDonough was jumping up in the play. But because of the whole Florida tax thing, and anybody in Florida can crap all over that all they want, you get, you get Paul... Hold on, I'll let, wait for this to pass. <laughs> for all you listeners, uh, Steve's uh, uh, ground crew is currently blowing stuff he was supposed to around his house. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear them. This is how my week off's going, by the way. So I'm going to wait because I can hear him firing it up, ready to go again here any second. See? Everyone, listen to the previous episode uh, if you don't understand. This. <sighs> Then I just had my boss angry text me. Did you not talk to this one person last week? No, because I was because I was playing phone tag with her all last week. And that's what I have to say. Is and by the way, yesterday when I was working, not working, I couldn't get in touch with her because I was too busy getting other stuff done. This might be this might be a good space while the leaf blower is blowing to interject that uh, Steve has a two point one point lead upon me in the uh, USPHL After Dark Fantasy League, uh, as he is currently sitting fourth and I'm sitting fifth. So, uh, Steve, our teams will pick it up. We're we're we're, we're going to get there. But um, it sounds like the Leaf Blower has passed so, and 
No, he's still. He can, still can you, can you not hear him? No, not not as bad as the last oh, minute no, he's or right, so. He's right by, the, by my window. I'm trying to figure out what he's uh, doing right now. Gone there now. Okay, so I'll go back to the the lightning with Paul. The Paul signing was key for them. Anywhere yes. else in the NHL, in my opinion, he was being signed to a 4.5 up to a team that would overpay six million dollars for him. He came in and he was huge for them, and that's the break the Lightning get with that tax break, right? Is you can get a, a player like Paul. What did he sign for? Three point five. Yeah, yeah, it was. A, I think, uh, yeah, I think pretty confident on, like, it was three point five. That was a steal. Any other, but he gets that because he doesn't have to pay the taxes of the Florida. So that's just my opinion. Going back to all of this, there should be tax buffers to really make this league competitive I, I agree there should be like we can get into that whole discussion on a like that could be a whole separate podcast but yeah. you no know, i agree that like the balance through the league would be better played if you didn't have to deal with provincial and state differences yep agreed so but, now we're getting yeah. over to uh the maple leaf so i have finishing at two because again you guys have an impressive team you did yeah. not do enough in the offseason to improve it your defense was the biggest issue and so was goaltending so you took two wild stabs the murray stab in my opinion is not going to work out for you he just does not have the confidence and glove hand all day long we've got to see because he always had the potential now yep i i do know because i saw a couple of occasions ovechkin really crapping on him about goals let in and stuff so maybe different market he could step it on up but yeah, he's now in Toronto where they're expecting a cup this year. This is the last year of their window. Now, to go over something, the biggest problem with the Leafs all this time was physicality in the playoffs. They got worn down all the time and they couldn't make that next step. Sheldon Keefe in yesterday's practice stopped it twice and bag skated them for not being physical enough. So if your coach is already doing that that's the message going forward right is you've got to play more physical hockey but in my opinion they're not a big physical team so this is what's going to be their downfall again they did not go get that big bodied forward and their defense isn't going to be strong enough and goaltending's the question hell of a hockey team great one of the best offenses in the nhl you can't argue that right but not physical enough Agreed. Panthers can be scary as hell this year because they did everything they did last year with zero system. It was literally run and gun hockey. So when they brought in the Jets coach, and I, you know, I love Jets fans crapping on this like he wasn't that good of a coach. He was a pretty good coach. <laughs> had, had a bad He's locker okay. room and kept that and kept that all together for quite some time. Right? Did okay with the Hurricanes too. Right? So they had no system last year whatsoever. And that was exposed in, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Tampa Bay came in and played shutdown, counterpunch, you know, against them, right? They didn't go run and gun. And then when the Florida tried to open it up for run and gun, they got exposed because uh, Vasilevsky is a hell of a goaltender. But mm. new coach in place, I believe their ex-coach is still on the bench with them, correct? So... I believe he's still part of that organization, but they're going to come in with a system and his team could be very scary playing a system. Um, so, and we'll see about Matthew Kachuk pushing them over that step. Right. So they got rid of Uber Huberto who, you know, you can't even, you can't even blame that guy because the playoffs, they were shut down. So let's see if Kachuk is enough 
to give them that little push to get them over the top. But I have them finishing first this year. I've got the Panthers and and, and I agree. Just about just squeaking out the leaves. This is such a tough Atlantic division. Points are going to be hard to come by in that division. Yes. They've got to win outside that division. They have to. Yes. Because that's what's going to make and break the Atlantic this year. If you're going to make the playoffs, you're, you are getting all the points outside. You know, that's what you're doing. Because in, in inner one, it's going to be tough. The Canadians are not going to be the pushover they were last season. So many injuries. They're going to be in there being pesky along with the Sabres and the Senators, Red Wings, Lightning, Bruins. Those ones that I have ranked in the middle, right? All going to be tough to play. This is, to me, the most interesting division in all of hockey this year. Ten years ago, the West was looking like a powerhouse that could never be competed with, and now it's shifting back over to the East. I always love this shift. But, and again, with Colorado, you have just a stacked team because Akeel McCarr coming in just completely transformed that team, right? They just – he was the pushover effect for that team, right? Like, he's the one that, to me, tipped them on over. But then Joey Sackick, like him and Iserman both, you know, just hockey geniuses is in charge, right? So this is the, you know, of course, us being, you know, and being so invested in this, it's kind of hilarious, right? Because your first team is the Sabres, mine are the Habs, Seabass is all Senators. Like, this is the one this year, you know, and I'm married to a Leafs fan, where sorry, this is the big, you know, you know, big year for the Atlantic Division, in my, in my opinion. And who do yeah. I have coming out in, you know, into the playoffs this year? <laughs> You're going to love this one. Battling it out, it's going to be the – I think the Rangers will find their way to push through in the Metropolitan to beat the Hurricanes, just my opinion, because of goaltending. And I think they're going to be battling up against the Panthers. Okay. But we'll see because those three, four, five, and six, there could be a shock in there somewhere, right? So we'll yeah. see. This is this is the most fascinating division, in, in my opinion, right here, right now. Like when I look at it, I really think the Panthers would be the ones to come out and they'll be the ones that's going to be like Panthers, Minnesota for the Stanley Cup this year. But I really see it like being the two Florida teams as well as uh, the Rangers and the Capitals. I think uh, the Capitals will make it there, but I think they'll be outpowered by the other three teams in in the East and uh, the Rangers will succumb. They're strong and. I think maybe next year they'll be a Stanley Cup contender, if not the winner. But they're just not going to be strong enough to beat the teams out of Florida. It's going to be, it's going to be a Florida team that represents the East, and I think it's going to be the Panthers. And really, if I'm trying to predict, I, I don't know what your what, what was your predictions for a Stanley Cup final? Because right now I have Minnesota and Florida. Right now, with what we know, I'd pick Florida. I want to pick Minnesota because I love Flurry. But I just think Florida, in my opinion, is the 2022-2023 Stanley Cup champions over Minnesota. What about you? Yeah, it's if I'm picking a winner right now, um, this one's tough. I'd actually pick Florida to win it last year. And we'll see how the new system plays out, right? The scary thing about the Atlantic Division, to be honest with you, is playing each other in the playoffs, they're going to beat the crap out of each other and steal some points, right? And and not steal points, but to go ahead and get a bump. Brendan Moore builds teams like that, so I get it, yeah. So that's not just, just saying, like, for me, coming out of that one, it's either going to be the Hurricanes or the Panthers, in my opinion. Or the, no, actually, I picked the Rangers, though, because, man, like, that show check was a really good signing for them. That was a really good yeah. signing for them. So 
so I think it's going to be the Rangers and Panthers sort of going back and forth. But in my opinion, the Hurricanes are out of it. But those are my my top three going for the cup. It's too early for me to make the call because I really want to see make it. it. Make the uh, cup. Who's taking the Stanley Cup? The Minnesota Wild. Over? I'm going to have them over the New York Rangers. Okay, so Minnesota defeats the New York Rangers in the Stanley Cup. I have the Panthers defeating the Minnesota Wild in the Stanley Cup. Either way, we're both picking the Wild to make it to the finals this year. Rangers, Panthers, winner, loser, all that will be seen. But, uh, you know, that said, we should probably wrap this episode up. What do you listeners think? Chime in on Twitter, on Instagram. We want to know what you think. And uh, we do want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to reach out if you're in the junior or collegiate hockey worlds and wish to get on a future podcast. Also, follow us on Twitter at PHHOfficial or on Instagram at Hockey to let us know what you think. This was the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Steve. Have a great one, hockey fans. And remember, listeners, always clear your crease.